No, I like, <laughs> I like, I went to my McDonald's and, uh, as always, and I went and I talked, <laughs> I went and I talked to the lady and I got my normal meal, which is a bacon or a cheeseburger plain meal with an extra bacon, egg and cheese McGriddle. And I pull up to the window and she just goes, oh, baby boy, you just go on forward. You know, I like to keep everything nice and hot for you. I was like, I don't know how I feel right now. I don't know. Bellatrix, <laughs> you're so scandalous. Oh, my dear, if you could not. Oh, that was so nice. Madam, please. Oh, I felt so uncomfortable. Feed me. <laughs> at that point, I realized I wasn't at McDonald's at all. I was talking to a giant plant I had in my apartment. <laughs> it was just like, hello, feed me, Seymour. I'm not Seymour. Please. You are now, you are. bitch. <laughs> You're my Seymour. You're my Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live. Just me, uh, just me, no, the B. The B is here, the B L A K E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. Ooh, and yes, yes, it's that S. It's the best. Scotty Moore. That's right, the best on a load of BS. You can't spell the best without those BS. Uh huh. It's time. Uh huh. So. Uh-huh. Should we just really get into it and make sure the audience is aware up front that neither of us have a clue what we're about to talk about for the next hour? This week is truly going to be a load of BS. (laughs) There's got to be so much BS. Because, like, here's the problem with our normal loads of BS like this is, like, (laughs) I have my social anxiety of, like, oh, no, we can't talk about that. That's bad. We have to do something like that. And then I'm like, now I'm four drinks into a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade, so I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you are coming off an exhausting schedule of acting. (laughs) I have not gotten home before 11.30 once this week. Jesus Christ. Because you're you're doing Love is What You Make It? Yes, (laughs) Love is What You Make It. It's... (laughs) That's the name of the show. It's called Crimes of the Heart. Yep. Crimes of you, Crime is what you make Crime is it. what you love it. Mm-hmm. Love is what you crime. Um, and you pl- you play the... You play... Um, I play the... Chester... I play the dashing Chester, young lawyer, Chester A. Barnett. Chester A. Barnett. How are y'all? Esquire. Esquire. How do you do? Oh, uh, so... Shit. So how's your week been? Yeah. <laughs> it's been fucked. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been exhausting. Um, like, yeah. I, I realize, like, because of the way my school schedule has been and my work schedule, yeah. my biological clock has decided that it will not sleep past 7 o'clock in the a.m. Oh, God. Once I wish that, that clock hits 7, I'm awake. No, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that schedule just so I could, like, do things and be a normal human being. 
But no. No. I can't. The worst thing is, like, I wake up at 7 and I leave the house at 8, which is pretty nice on a normal schedule. Yeah. Um, Because I work from 9 to 1 o'clock, which is a pretty good, like, normal, you know, part time schedule. Um, from one o'clock to five o'clock, I just kind of fuck off because it's not equitable enough to drive all the way home. Yeah. And the theater is in town. So mm-hmm. I just like sit around. Sometimes I clang and bang. Sometimes I get swole. <laughs> I'm getting my pump on. I got my pump on a few times this week. It felt pretty good. Let me tell you something. Um, yeah. But for the rest of it, it's just like, hey, let's fuck off to the Galleria. What's at the ga- Oh, man, it's depressing to go to the Galleria by yourself, by the way. How's that Dave and Buster's looking in there, though? Not Non-existent. Oh, no! I mean, it's not going to be there till 2018. Okay, good. Yep. Um, and, man, do you know what I did? I went to Macy's. Do you want to know Why? what a truly fish-out-of-water experience is like? <laughs> Walk into yeah. Macy's. It's like when we would used to, before we knew what we were talking about, when we used to go into a GNC. <laughs> exactly. But God, it feels so good to walk into a GNC now, doesn't You're it? Damn Just right. Be like, it ah, or like that I've first been time, accepted. Like the first time we ever walked into a vape shop. <laughs> oh, God. And they were just like, yeah, man, what kind of flavors you like? I don't, I don't know. Ex- ex- oh, what kind of coals you run? What? Excuse me, good vape man. Could you please, uh, could you please hook me up with your finest vapeware? Sir? Find me a vape if you could. Sorry. See if you can <laughs> find vape. a vape. G- vape, vape me, please. Vape me right in mm-hmm. the mouth. So what is this new, you told me before the show you have a news article for me. Okay. And I'm excited for I'm it. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it to you, and okay. I want you to just like process this for a minute. Okay, okay, I'm gonna okay. lay back. Ukraine bans Steven Seagal as a threat to national security. <laughs> you hear that applause? <laughs> You hear that applause run up? That's how I feel right now over that. You're damn right he's a threat to national security. It's apparently because action movie star Steven Seagal is a national security threat to the nation of Ukraine. (laughs) They have forbidden entry to the country for Seagal. Apparently because, like, he's butt buddies with Putin? Um... He is what? he is a person that has committed socially dangerous actions that contradict the interest of maintaining Ukraine's security. This move comes after the actor received citizenship in Russia. What the fuck is going on with Steven Seagal? He's apparently Russian now. President Vladimir Putin handed Seagal a Russian passport and told him he hoped their personal relationship will remain and continue. My God, they are doing it. (laughs) This is why Russia is so, like, anti-homosexual right now. 
because Steven Seagal and Vladimir Putin are too afraid to come out about their personal relationship. Fun fact, he not only holds Russian citizenship, he's also American and Serbian. What? 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 Um, as a businessman, he has taken many ventures. He is estimated to be worth anywhere from five to sixteen million dollars. Now, not for nothing, that is quite a bit to be estimated between. Apparently, but uh, Seagal holds the um, the distinction of having eaten carrots with Europe's last dictator, Alexander what? Lukashenko, in Belarus. He has ridden a horse in a suit of armor at the Nomad Games in Kazakhstan and taken part in a traditional dance while visiting Chechnya. Chechnyan what? strongman uh, it, dictator Ramzan Kadryov? Kadra, in 1997, he began working closely with Young Living on a line of therapeutic oil products. And as the founder of Steven Seagal Enterprises, because... Who else could be? Can we can we name our? I know we have the BS Network. Could we change it to like a different celebrity's <laughs> name? Welcome to Bob Saga Enterprises, owned by Scott Moore and Blake Tanner. We are not associated with Bob Saga in any Bob way. Bob Saga TM. Uh, apparently he has his own energy drink, Lightning Bolt. Let's take a look at Lightning Bolt. Steven Seagal. I found a picture of a lightning bolt. I feel like I should have put in more things than just okay, lightning Google, bolt. Bring me lightning bolt. Good. Seagullology is his website. Oh, I thought he started a religion. What? Seagullology. No. Although that's what we're engaging in right now is seagullology, the study of Steven Seagal. Oh. oh, I just sent another picture of that. Hold on. God. That's just another picture. <laughs> I, I grabbed the wrong picture. Hold on. Here we go. This is what lightning bolt looks like. It looks like something you would find in a Spencer's Gifts. Okay. It's called an Asian Experience Energy Drink. It doesn't even look like it's a real drink. It looks like it should be in a shitty Steven Seagal action movie. <laughs> What the fuck is going? Um, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, you know that time when you get on Wikipedia and you just find one article and then from that you just kind of cram for the next hour about random stuff that doesn't yeah. matter? Yeah, that's kind of what this episode is gonna be. What? Oh shit! Oh, never mind. It's not a, It's not available oh. anymore. I, I thought I found some lightning bolt that we could have. Customers who viewed Lightning Bolt also viewed Songs from the Crystal Cave, the Steven Seagal CD, and also the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Okay, so you know that, you know what I told you about Steven Seagal dancing with, like, people? I'm just gonna have to send you this gif of Steven Seagal dancing. This He's just flipping, <laughs> Look at him just flipping his it. arms around go whoop whoop whoop, Steven Seagal. That's not how dance... I think Steven Seagal thinks dancing is fighting without another person. Man, there. he looks like... I, I like how Steven Seagal's fighting style has just evolved to, like, sissy slaps. Yeah. I also like that, um, just to get off Seagal for a minute, 
I know we're going to have to be talking about him later in the show, but Aaron Carter, I found quite possibly, I know your Steven Seagal headline was pretty good. I think I got a better one. And I'm going to not read the headline yet because oh, I want to read the story. Aaron Carter is sporting a shiner he claims he got from four grown men who were pissed that he was performing on New Kids on the Block turf. What? A.K.A. Boston. <laughs> Aaron, who... <laughs> Aaron, who posted some gnarly selfies after the fight, told TMZ he was leaving dinner with a friend last night in Beantown when a huge guy approached him in the parking lot and yelled, I heard you doing a show here tomorrow. This is the town of the new kids. Aaron claims three other men then jumped out of a gold Chevy Malibu, the car of excess, and then started the beatdown, which came complete with a shot to his face. The singer claims he landed a few punches before the NKOTB lovers took off. I think my knuckles might be broken, but that's what they get. People think I'm a pretty little white boy, but no way. I think I won. I'm still I standing. I think I won. Aaron says... That's the fucking... That's Aaron the most white boy thing to say after a fight, by the way. Yeah, yeah I won. Those three guys teamed up Wait, on me, gave me a whoa. black eye, fucked me up, but I won. I can, give, I can give you a more white boy thing. Aaron says that he's performing a schedule tonight, and he's not following a, piece, a, following a police report, because that's girly. That's girly. The exact wrong quote from Aaron Carter. It's girly. Oh, God. What? An eyewitness tells TMZ Aaron had security removed. Is this the same thing? No, this is different. Has Aaron Carter been involved in multiple NKOTB-based attacks? <laughs> um, this was apparently... Uh, he, was, he was attacked in February by a fellow musician who felt that the singer had made a racial slur against him. And the fight ended with a trip, uh, with Aaron Carter taking a trip to the ER. Jesus. He was performing at the Looney Bin in Bradley, Illinois. Um, so, an eyewitness said that security removed the dude that attacked him, and as he was getting... No, um, so... As he was getting dragged out, you hear Aaron say, Bye, Felipe. A take on the popular term, Bye, Felicia. Um, who we're told the guy was Hispanic. Um, so he came back into the bar and attacked Aaron Carter, damaging his computer and speakers in the process. Oh my god. What the fuck is oh wrong my with Aaron god. Carter? Oh my god, Blake! What? I'm so happy right now. What did he do? Now, as you know, firstly, we must reveal the truth. We both may or, we both may have sold an even amount of shirts for uh, BS-mania. Uh, so we both have to wrap at the end of the okay. show. Okay. Actually, I could easily say I sold one, but it would be a dick move. Because I'm the one who bought it. Oh, See, I was going to try to but, pull that shit on you too, but I'm broke. But I just saw this article. Shaq finally gets revenge on Aaron Carter. <laughs> <coughs> uh, it appears Aaron Carter's epic flick victory was a fluke. 
Because what ensues in this revenge video could be called how I didn't beat Shaq. <laughs> okay. The Wait. The final score was 116 to 0. With the shutout coming after Shaq promised to donate $5,000 to the charity of Carter's Choice for every basket he scores. Oh my god. Yeah, you're now, right, boy. I beat your ass. <laughs> I'm Shaq. Carter should be in his athletic prime as a 25. He's fucking 25? Yeah, he's, Who keeps he's, in shape dancing at his shows, but he can't handle the diesel who blocks his shots over and over again and even smacks a sandwich out of Carter's hands. I don't care how in shape you are, little white boy. That's fucking Shaq. Could you do that in the Shaq voice, please? <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care how in your prime you are, little white boy. I'm fucking Shaq. <laughs> Oh, it's good to have you on the show, Shaq. We're not going to keep you for Diesel's too long. Diesel's here, like baby. Diesel's here. Was that Shaq's nickname? Was Shaq's nickname Diesel? I don't remember. Let's I'm see. I'm not a big... I was never a big... Uh, I, almost, I, was, I was never a big football dude. Um, I know, right? You know, Shaq's uh, well-known yeah. NFL career. When, when <laughs> Shaq would hit those home runs, though. <laughs> well, Blake... Mm. I'm here to tell you, I looked up Shaq Diesel, and let me tell you something right now, Shaq Diesel is the debut album by professional basketball player and rapper Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yes! Featuring such songs as, I know I got skills, I'm outstanding, I hate to brag, and what's up dog, can we rock? Featuring Fooshnickens. Fooshnickens. That is MC Foo. Oh my god, it has god. all the things that he sampled. Apparently on What's Up Doc Can We Rock, he sampled Super Califragilistic Expialidocious in the <laughs> Batman theme. <laughs> Holy fuck. I want I wanna hear this because I feel like it's on the same level of that Macho Man Randy Savage rap album. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to have me and Blake Tanner reacting to what's up doc, can we rock? Mm -hmm. Featuring Fooshnickens. Fooshnickens. God, Fooshnickens is my favorite name. There you go. Alright, let's let's check this jam out. God, his, fa his face, he's so damn confident. Unlike this still. Unlike Foo Schnickens. Fucking. Oh, I, cannot, I can't wait to see Foo Schnickens. There's a lot of 90s happening right now. Oh my god. Look at that sepia tone, motherfucker. Everything's orange as shit. Is that Foo Schnickens? Right. What's up, this is Which a really is good song, seconds? actually. I'm really enjoying this song. Like, I feel like I would be skating to this song on, like, a Tony Hawk game. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Oh, this is what they would... This is something they play at the skate rink. At Downing Garden. Oh, my God, my favorite would... part is seeing Shaq in the background pretending like he's supposed to be there. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna let you... Hey, Foo, I'm gonna let you handle this, all right, bud? You got this, Fooshnickens. He's just like chilling. Yeah, he's just chilling there. Oh, is that Fooshnickens? 
Why is there so many people? It's like when John Cena rapped. There's just like numerous people rapping around Shaq. Yep. No, no. Yeah, that is definitely Fushnikens. I'm looking him up. So our our main man up on this song is Fushnikens. Fushnikens is killing it. Okay, who's the next guy? I sh hold on. I'm gonna pause it, cause I just got the greatest lyric of all time. <laughs> all right, a exact lyric from What's Up Doc? Can we rock? Is I stretch like a condom and gets plump like a wiener <laughs> or sausage. But of course, it is time for Chip to wreck it. <laughs> it gets plump like a wiener. Plump like oh, a wiener, God. man. That's my. That's gonna be my jam. But you know what my jam is, Blake Tanner? What's that? When people go... Okay, go, go. Hey, yo, what's up, Doc? What's that jam? <laughs> Hit me with that. When people go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and donate some money. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Just give us a little bit of money every single month just to keep this ball rolling, just to keep this show going every single month because... There are a little bit of extraneous things that we do need to pay for, like hosting our podcast, like hosting our uh, shop on merch.aloadofpurebs.com. So every dollar helps. Just give us a little bit in our piggy banks every single month, and it'll help. And, of course, we do have perks. Mm -hmm. Donate a dollar every single month, and you'll get shouted out every single week, like Deborah Moore, the Patreon saint of our podcast, like Megan Bolden, and we have a new person. <laughs> Blake Tanner, because apparently my dad got real cocksure over the, like a couple days ago and was like, I'm going to give my son some money like a good father would. So he ended up buying, uh, he bought a shirt off the website and he's donated $5 every single month to this show and to Fight Boys, our wrestling podcast with our good friend Dylan. And so therefore we have a new Patreon saint in the form of Scott Moore. And then, of course, uh, donate $5 like my dad has, and you get motivational videos every week from me or the V, just trying to help you get through the week, just giving you a little bit of motivation to keep mm -hmm. you going. Uh, Blake, you're responsible exclusively for all the motivational videos to my dad. <laughs> I will send none, but you have to send numerous. They will only and of be course, in the form of Shaq motivational videos. What's, what's up, Scott? I heard you've been having a tough go of it. But you know some man, that's just what I do, man. It's all right. What's up, Doc? Hey, rock. me and my bud, Fushnickens. Fushnickens! <laughs> We're going to rock you. Rock you back to positivity. We're going to rock you there, baby. Uh, and, of course, donate $30 a month, ladies and gentlemen. $30 a month, and you will be one of the numerous... In the BS Booty Box. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the BS Booty Box. You get a brand new shirt every single month. And Blake Tanner, BS Mania is over, which means it's time for a brand new shirt Yay. in the BS Booty Box. Wiener, wiener, wiener. Wiener, wiener, wiener. Uh, that's the word wiener works so well it's, with that theme song, yeah. but that's right ladies and gentlemen We have a lovely Game of Thrones inspired shirt over on the website. It's got me and Blake's face on it I honestly was not even going to make it a Game of Thrones themed shirt until I found this font That looked so much like <laughs> the Game of Thrones font that I was like it must be done 
So we have a lovely shirt reminding everyone here that we are a load of BS, Blake Tanner. You are Blake Tanner. I am Scotty Moore. We are the original BS. And all of you out there needs to accept no substitutes and make sure that everyone knows that by wearing this month's shirt over at aloadofpurebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. And, of and course if you, you don't... Scotty Moore, really yes. quick, if you don't, then shame upon you. Shame! 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 Foo Snickens! Shame! Shame on you, Foo Snickens. So what is, it, what is it? You've been sending this one thing to me. Excessively, because you're so excited to talk about Scotty, food for some reason. Rocking out. Look, listen. This schedule has afforded me very little time to um, get my grub on, as it were. Yeah. So I'm, I've been real hungry, especially after we were we've been rocking out with Shaq and Fushnickens all night. Yeah. Um. So that is why I would like to introduce you to the newest addition to the Fourth Meal family. Taco Bell oh, God, this week no. <laughs> has introduced. No. Oh, God, Jesus. I don't want this. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now and I don't want it. <sighs> oh, hold on. I want to find the perfect. Here we go. In what is deemed. What has been deemed naked chicken chips. Taco Bell no. has taken another bold fried chicken move by making the chips in their nachos out of seasoned fried chicken. That's right. Fried <laughs> chicken nacho chips are here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading an article on CNBC, and one of my favorite quotes is, The world wasn't ready to say goodbye to naked chicken, and neither were we. I was. I was? <laughs> like, for those of you who don't know, the naked chicken, like... Taco was a taco, but the shell was chicken. was chicken. Because, you know, fuck you, chicken right? Chicken in chicken on chicken on chicken on chicken. Chicken. The naked chicken chips are just the latest innovation from the taco chain, which is known for its fast-paced innovation. The Airheads White Mystery Freeze, the Cheddar Habanero Quesarito, the Triple Double Crunch Wrap, and Walking Nachos. I don't know how long most of those lasted, but it wasn't very long. Um, okay, so according to this press release, the chips are made of marinated all-white meat chicken kicked up with bold Mexican spices and seasoning, paired with Taco Bell's beloved nacho <laughs> cheese sauce. Um, the marriage of flavors takes a left turn from how fans have traditionally eaten both chicken and chips, making the naked chicken chips the hottest new couple nationwide. Oh, no. No. Has anyone, does anyone legitimately enjoy, like, Taco Bell's nacho cheese sauce? I'm gonna stay quiet, I'm gonna stay quiet. (laughs) Because every, every time I go to Taco Bell, since I was a child, I have gotten the nacho cheese sauce as a side and used it to dip my chick, my tacos in. Well, see, Scotty, that's exactly it. It's Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) 
You don't know the world without this nacho cheese sauce. You got Beauty and the Beast into fucking keeping this. <laughs> it's not even real cheese. Yeah, but it's decent, I think. If you dip your damn, uh, if you dip a Doritos Locos taco into that, oh, snap, dog. It's ready. I just, like, I just have these memories of, like, because in some of their, in some of their, uh, wraps and their burritos, they don't use shredded cheese. They use this cheese sauce. And for some reason, like, I just have a bad memory of just taking a bite of this burrito one day and getting a mouthful of that cheese sauce. And it's like, oh, did I just throw up in my mouth a little? Because that's what this acidy, like, mixture of weird funky tastes like right now oh my god Blake I've not been paying attention to a damn word you're saying because holy shit KFC KFC hopes you'll pick up this Colonel Sanders romance novella for Mother's Day what still try no, shut up. You shut your mouth. Still trying to find the perfect gift for your mom on Mother's Day? Well, KFC has you covered. The chicken chain thinks that what moms really want on their special day is fried chicken and romance novels. So KFC is giving away free online copies of its own romance novella, Tinder Wings of Desire. What? Colonel Sanders is... His skeleton has been turning in his grave for so long now that he is actually, like, his skeleton has just dug through the coffin, has, like, exploded from the surface, and he is currently marching towards KFC headquarters with an army of chicken skeletons to retake his franchise. <laughs> The only thing better than being swept away by the deliciousness of our extra crispy chicken is being swept away by Harlan Sanders himself, George Felix, director of advertising for KFC, said in a statement. So this Mother's Day, the bucket of chicken I get for my wife... I'm sorry? <laughs> You're getting a bucket of chicken for your wife on Mother's Day? Not to mention, he works at KFC. No, oh, no, no. Meaning, like... I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna put, like, a diamond tennis bracelet, like, in the bottom of it. And she's no. gonna have to eat her way to the bracelet. No, no it's just fucking... That's what he's gonna tell her. <laughs> and then once she gets to the bottom and it's empty, he's just like, Oh, Whoa. shit, I'm sorry, I guess it I fell guess the out. real surprise was chicken. <laughs> Which is really all that you ever need. No, he's written love at the bottom of the bucket in chicken grease. So when she eats to the bottom, it love. just says love. And he just goes, love was the gift all and along. And she looks up and then clutches her chest as she has a heart attack in front of him. This 96-page book is available for free on Amazon and spins the tale of Lady Madeline Parker, a woman in Victorian England who must choose between a loveless marriage and Colonel Harlan Sanders, a passionate sailor who may not be what he seems. Well, you know what? I'm calling it right now. Scotty, next week I'm going to have a fucking book review on this. 
Hold on a second. Let me open my Kindle app on my computer. Oh, we're gonna read for free. <laughs> read for free. Read for free. Let's see. Um, Let me log into my dad's account because I don't want to use mine. Come on, baby. Give me that good, good kernel juice. Oh, kernel. Do you want me to read it in the kernel's accent? Yes. Okay, we're going to go through... How how long is chapter one? We'll go through chapter one. If we really enjoy it, we'll, uh, we'll poop it over to next week. <laughs> Tender Wings of Desire. A Colonel Sanders novella. You got you to gotta do your favorite For Colonel voice. Oh, no, no. This is the opening. For mothers everywhere, I dedicate this to you. A brief escape from motherhood into the arms of your fantasy colonel, whoever he may be. Chapter 1 Of all the things that Lady Madeline Parker disliked about her life, the one that constantly stuck out in her brain was her hatred of embroidery. <laughs> there was something inherently pointless about the entire idea, for why would anyone really care about the process of making pretty little designs with a needle and thread? If anything, a needle and threads use line mending, but according to Mama, that was a job for the maids. Oh my god. <laughs> She thought about this as she sat in the library, puzzling over an embroidery hoop that was supposed to eventually become a colorful bouquet of flowers, but instead she just looked like a colorful mess and nothing. Madeline never seemed to be good at the things that apparently mattered. This is ridiculous, she complained, finding the urge to throw her embroidery hoop across the room in dismay. Do not be silly. Her younger sister, Victoria, primely complained, sitting straight back in the chair and delicately threading her needle. It's not useless to create beautiful things. Oh, fuck you, Victoria. Of course Victoria would say something like this. Victoria always had a precise response. At the age of 16, her sister had already overshadowed what few accomplishments Madeline had. <laughs> While Madeline possessed zero musical ability, Victoria could play the harp as well as the piano. At the Madeline same time. <laughs> Madeline could not wrap her head around embroidery, and she could barely dance, but Victoria created beautiful pieces and could dance as though her feet did not even touch the ground. This is not to say that Madeline believed she was overshadowed. She knew her own strengths. Madeline was very clever, possessed a fine wit, and could ride better than most people in the town. The ton. However, the, the, the ton. The ton. I'm sorry, it, are you reading along with me? Yes. Because what the fuck is the ton? It's I don't know, it's, but it's the ton. T-H-E-T-O-N. -E <laughs> no space either. It's T-H-E-T-O-N. All one word. Maybe Thetan. that's the city. Thetan. Thetan. Most people in Thetan. Thetan. However, there's one very big, almost tragic issue that constantly hung between the two women. Ill Victoria's lifelong dream to marry, and marry well. While Madeline would be perfectly happy to be a spinster all of her life. Unfortunately, since Madeline was the older sister, it was her job to get married first. And her parents had lofty plans for her to one day marry a duke. In fact, they were actively courting Reginald Lewis, the Duke of Sainsbury, in hopes of making wait, wait, a match. Wait, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> are, are we in America? Because there aren't dukes in America. Well, this is... No, what you're saying, I'm Colonel Sanders telling this story. I'm from America. Duke, Duke of what? Is, is his name Duke? Just Isn't that... My Duke. name is Duke Sainz. <laughs> I'm Duke Sainsbury. Do you want to see me eat a bunch of cheeseburgers? Right. My name's Duke Sainsbury. I'm Duke. 
duking it up. Oh, how romantic. Victoria said against all reason in Madeline's opinion. The two women had only glimpsed him sitting in the parlor with their father one afternoon, sipping a cup of tea and talking about something that probably would have had bored Madeline to tears. <laughs> he seemed handsome enough, tall with blonde hair. He looks like a fairy tale prince. He looks like a vanilla. Yeah, about to sweep you <laughs> off your feet. He looks like a vanilla biscuit, Madeline had replied. <laughs> Victoria looks scared. <laughs> he looks like a vanilla, vanilla biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> you have to be nice, she insisted. He could oh be your only chance. It was not... It was not as though the two Parker women were not beautiful. In fact, their good looks were often the talk of the town, although they tried their best to be honest and gracious about it. They both had the same pale, dewy skin, the same bright green eyes and heart-shaped faces, but Madeline possessed a head of unruly chocolate-colored uh, curls. Chocolate-covered <laughs> covered her curls in chocolate every day. That her maid often struggled to fit into the latest fashions. Victoria, on the other hand, had inherited her mother's thick golden hair, which she often liked to wear in a heavy braid down her back when she wasn't in public or visiting. With their beauty and incredible taste and fashion, of course, they both would have ample opportunity to marry, and maybe even marry someone of status. But they would not always have the opportunity to marry a duke, and Victoria seemed to think about that fact every day. So, of course, for the hundredth time, they were discussing that very fact over their embroidery in the library. I do not understand why you care so terribly much, Madeline said, just like she had said so many times before. We are so very young. What is the point of finding a husband and settling down and, God forbid, having a baby when there's so many things... A baby when? <laughs> having a baby when? There's so many things... A baby when? What is wrong with this butt? <laughs> I, love, I love these fucking, like... It's just all three words all smashed together. A baby when? <laughs> A baby one. There are so many things in this world that we've yet to see. So many things in the world worth doing. Victoria looked... Seeing. World th worth seeing. That as well. Victoria looked as though she might faint from the scandal. And she bent over her embroidery in a desperate attempt to focus on that instead. Gripping a needle so hard that Madeline wondered if it was going to snap at her sister's hand. As usual, Madeline's own needle worked like forgotten behind beside her. Traveling is for the honeymoon, of course, Victoria said, her face blushing madly at the thought. I bet if the Duke accepts your hand, you'll go to such lovely places. First of all, I believe it is up to me to accept this. It's what? Accept this. It's, it's, I believe that's supposed to be accept his. Accept his hand. Madeline replied daringly. And why should he ask? We barely exchanged words. I do not know a thing about him. Haven't you gone walks for walks in the garden, Victoria challenged. This was unfortunately quite true, and was one of the reasons why Madeline was beginning to grow a little concerned that what she was dreading would soon come to pass. She had felt it ever since the day she had looked at her life and realized that by societal standards, she was an adult woman of marriageable age. Duke Reginald had begun to call more often, and Madeline found herself whisked away on long walks, always with a chaperone, of course in which the two of them walked side by side, not saying very much. However, she seemed to be passing some test she could not understand, because the last time he called on her, he kissed her hand, looking up into her eyes. It seemed as though she was stuck on a track, unable to stop, and this near stranger would end up being her husband. Holy shit, he kissed her on the hand? That's like third base. Hey, 
You, when Tender Wings of Desire was written, that was very intense, Blake Tanner. It's like, oh my god, like, the the chaperone should have stopped that shit. Yeah. Like, damn. Let's be honest, he really should have. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me find my quote. What's a walk? Madeline said stubbornly. How could he love me from a walk? Love comes later, Victoria said matter-of-factly. If the two of you are well-suited, then of course you should get marriage. What would you not not want to be a duchess? Duchess? <laughs> Madeline did... What? A duchess? What? Where are we? We're in the southern state of England, Blankton. <laughs> state of... We are in the south of England and <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> Madeline did not know many things, but she knew that she was not fully convinced that she was old enough to make this sort of decision, no matter what her parents told her. She knew parents. She knew that she could not tell her sister that, of course. From the moment she was born, Victoria knew that she wanted an advantageous marriage, preferably to some sort of baron, earl, count, or duke. Okay. Were it not for Madeline, Victoria would already be married. This frustrated Madeline to no end, for if only her sister had been born first, their lives would be so much happier. Perhaps then, Mama and Papa would allow her to travel and seek out some destiny that right now seemed terribly out of reach. Even now, as their parents plotted and planned to give Madeline away to the highest bidder, she could feel the envy radiate from her sister. And to make matters worse, the feeling was completely mutual. Madeline would have loved a few more years to decide what exactly it was she wanted. Unfortunately, it seemed as though that decision had been made for the moment she was born. This is actually really good. I'm, I, I find myself enthralled. I figured it out, Scotty. I, okay. I know what... This is an alternate timeline where the colonies never broke away from the British Empire. Yes! So, he is the... This is, dude is the Duke of Kentucky. <laughs> The Kentucky, Kentucky Duke. Duke. This is a place where my ancestors would have been like Sir Blake of Tannington. Fifth, yes! fifth Earl of Birmingport. I would have been Scotty Moreboy. Scotty Moreboy. <laughs> Moreboy. 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 Um, we got like four pages left. Should we? I really want to continue, but I think this has gone on pretty long. It's gone on very, very long. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want us to finish off reading that, make sure to tweet us at a load of pure BS using the hashtag TenderWingsYes. And if you want this to never happen again, please tweet TenderWingsNo. That way we know, because I'm, I am might finish reading this. I'm genuinely enthralled yeah. with it. We could just do, like a, like, a report where we just, like, write down some quotes and stuff and some fun things. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just now realized since I ordered it on my dad's account, that means my dad is going to get an email saying, Scotty ordered Tender Wings of Desire. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, if you want to order something that's not free like Tender Wings of Desire, but is pretty bomb as hell, go on over to merch dot a load of pure bs.com and pick you up a new shirt ladies and gentlemen get you something amazing get you the new accept no substitute shirts make sure everyone know you around you know that we are a load of pure bs and that they should accept no substitutes go to our clearance section pick up the uh the shirts of bs mania that just uh 
just went on our clearance rack. Get the Blakeomania shirt. Get the Scott Joe Man shirt. Get whatever you want over on merch. Dot a load of pure BS dot com. That's right, ladies and merch, gentlemen. Merch, 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 merch. And I think Blake Tanner. Are we? Uh, it's time we pay. It's time we pay the piper. Okay. Can I go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to YouTube and I'm gonna look up the like a karaoke version. That way we can kind of go along together. Okay. How good do you want your backing track to be? Oh, no. Um. Also, do you want to do the regulators? They regulate any steal in a property part. Do you want to do You're that? You're goddamn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I gotta kill that part. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Regulators. Oh, Regulate any stealing of his property. But damn good too. Property. You can't take any geek off the street. Got to be what? handy with the steal if you know. I'm just like I'm going over. Are it. you just prepping? Are you prepping yeah. for right now? All right, Blake Tanner. Then I think it's time for something that we've all been waiting for for years. Crank the regulators, yes. good sir. I'm gonna do both parts too. Kill it. Oh, you gonna be? Orgy and Nate Dog? Hell yeah. Regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with a steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Regulators. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the eve. So I can get some funk, just rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak All you skirts know what's up with a 213 So I hooked the left on 2-1 and Lewis Some brothers shooting dice, so I said let's do this I jumped out the ride and said, hey what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm stuck since these girls peepin' me, I'ma glide and swerve These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curb Won't you pick up better things and some horny tricks? I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix I'm getting jacked, I'm pricking myself I can't believe they're taking Warren's wealth They took my rings, they took my Rolex I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? Oh, well, times around, ain't nothing to see And if they're going straight pound for pound They want to come up real quick before they start to clown I best pull up my strap and lay them busters down They got my gun, I think I'm going down I can't believe this happened in my own town If I had wings, I would fly, let me contemplate I glance at the cut and I see my homie Nate Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold Now they dropping and they yelling, it's a tad bit late Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate <laughs> oh god, I love this! Kill him, oh, yeah. Blake! About Kill him! Suckers down. I'm loving it so much. Laid all them busters down, I get my gat explode Now I'm switching my mind back into freak mode If you want skirts, sit back and observe I just left a gang of those over there on the curb Now Nate got the freaks, and that's a known fact Before I got jacked, I was on the same track Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E and me The Warren to the G 
Just like I thought they were in the same spot in need of some desperate help. The Nate Dog and the G Child were in need of something else. One of them dames was sexy as hell. I said, Ooh, I like your size. She said, Shit, my car's broke down and you seem real nice. Would you lend me a ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell. Next stop is the East Side Motel. Oh, you're killing it, man. Although, I, I think the decision to do both parts may have been a bit negative on your part. But you're killing it. You know what? I, I also like, I cannot I'm find a single. Oh, here you go. Kill it, kill it. I'm tweaking into a whole new era. G-Funk step to this, I dare ya. Funk on a whole new level. Ooh. The rhyme is the bass and the bass is the- Oh no, they're doing both! They're <laughs> going oh, at the no. same time! Breathe melody, G-Funk! I'll take over, I'll take over, kill it. Dude, yellow. Rhythm. You know like I you know. Like I know. You don't wanna step to this. It's a G-Funk era. Funked out with a gangster twist. You smoke like I smoke, then you high like every day. Your ass is a buster. 213 will regulate. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> See, I did it. You I did, did it. it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but are you ready? Are you ready for the punchline to this whole angle? Yeah. I can't find a like you know any karaoke song you kind of have the words going with you, that way you can follow along. Yep. There is not a single damn how I beat Shaq like that. Mmm. Sorry, buddy, but. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, but you have to do it. Uh, look, I did. I did mine with a handicap. This is just your handicap. Oh, so my handicap is having to just kind of improv and hope I remember all of the words to how I beat chat. Yep. Um, I don't know if they've got the of the guys speaking in it. Would you? Could you be the another crazy? Like, could you be my friends talking to me? <laughs> I might be in the same position be... that you are, because I don't know what that. Oh shit. Oh. Okay. You know what? No, no. It's fine. It's fine. But I will probably cut in you some of Shaq. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Blake Tanner. I feel like I'm, like, what was his name? Not Mickey Mantle. Uh, the guy who used to do radio. Casey Kasem. I feel like I'm Casey Kasem. Just like, and ladies and gentlemen, that was Blake Tanner performing Regulators. Up next, we have a quality song from Mr. Scotty Moore. That's How I Beat Shaq. Zoinks. And it goes, and it goes, and it goes a little something like this. Hit it! Errors in the house. Come on, come on, come on, make it bounce. Uh, errors in the house. Get up, get up, errors in the house. Yo, guys, check it out. Guess what happened to me? Another crazy story. Come on, AC. I was hanging out the court, just playing some ball. Working on my game. Yeah, we heard it all. I heard the fans screaming. I thought it was for me. But then I saw a shadow. It was 12 for 3. It was Shaquille O'Neal. What? What did he say? about some little war you wanna play? I told him why not, I got some time, but when I beat you real bright, try not to cry, 
Please, Aaron, are you for real? One-on-one -on -one with Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, 34 center from the LA Clinkers. You must have been nervous. I know I can take him. Stand a shack, psych him out. I said, O'Neal, you're in my house now. Stop the game, the whistle blows. Pay attention close to the story goes. It's like, boom. I put it in the hoop like slam. Heard the crowd screaming out, jam. I swear that I'm telling you facts. Cause that's how I be Shaq. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, I'm killing it, right? <laughs> so great. So, check it out. I thought I had the lead, but then he stopped. He started giving points on me. I was scoring the bricks. Was he hitting those shots? I knew there was a way that I could make him stop. I had a plan. I could change the pace. I said, yo, Shaq, you didn't tie your shoelace. He looked down. I stole the ball. I'm taking him to school now. Watch me all. A three-pointer, not submitting that. Come on, Shaq. Had enough yet? Down by two. I'm cashing up. I guess you're getting nervous because you already lost. It's like, boom. I put in the hoop like slam. Oh, the crowd screaming out jam. I swear that I tell you the facts. Cause that's how I beat Shaq is like boom. Put it in the hoop like slam. Heard the crowd screaming out jam. There that I told you the facts. Cause that's how I beat Shaq. Dunk after dunk, jam after jam. Cheerleaders and cheering, air is a man. Dunk after dunk, jam after jam. Cheerleaders and cheering, air is a man. Oh, I definitely did that part too early. And this is the part where you're supposed to do that part. Should I edit it out? Nah. Nah, I'm good. I was shocked, couldn't believe it was real. I can't believe a kid just stuffed O'Neal. One more second was all that remained. I put the ball up, I put him in shade. I must admit that it sounds real crazy, but the ball went in. And then you cried like a baby. Sorry Shaq, should've let you in. You're good too, and we can still be friends. The fans went nuts, they put me on the shoulders. Then I heard a voice and it sounded like my mother's. Get off of school, you gotta be late. My kid, you see that I'm playing the game? How could you be sick if you're still in bed? You getting sick? Did you hit your head? Oh man, it was all a dream. I guess that thing could never happen to me. Wait, but if it was a dream, and it wasn't real, how'd I get a jersey with the name O'Neal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Killed it! Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, oh God, I loved it. <laughs> the worst thing is, do you Jesus. remember that problem that we had when we were recording the musical episode, where like, when you started singing, I could not hear you. Like that kind of started happening here. So like, you were coming in and out, and it's like, I know what lyric you're on, but damn, I can barely hear it. <laughs> I'll let you know, I was killing it. <laughs> There were some bits that I definitely missed, but other than that, I killed it. Okay, I think we're on pretty level playing field then. So Blake Tanner, you've done your song, I've done mine, and I think that's, that's a good point to call it for a load of BS this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank so Blake you, Tanner, God. Blake Tanner, what did you learn? Urgh. I learned that um, you can know a lot about, or you can know a little about a lot of songs, but not yeah, the whole right? songs. Um, and I learned that it's going to be really awkward for everyone out there, because there's going to be a real sudden jump after which 
after you after I get done doing Aaron Carter, but I will yep. let everyone know that there was definitely about five different attempts for me and Blake to sing songs in between, all of which failed. Yep. Take some so, of like, uh, the best bits of each of our parts <laughs> and just like intersplice them in there. All right. Uh, so Blake Tanner, where can they find you? You can find me um, at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. Um, you can find me doing some video game videos. Um, at the Dark Room Vidya, that's the Dark Room V I D Y A, at YouTube, um, and you can also find me um, up very late at night and crying over my lack of sleep. And ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my books on Amazon. That's Quezal Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R. P, and of course you can find me and Blake on our brand new show Fight Boys. Make sure to follow us over at Fight Boys. That's boys with a Z. Dot a load of pure BS dot com. And as always, you can find both of us at a load of pure BS dot com. You can buy our merch at merch dot a load of pure BS dot com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook, and as always, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, bitches, and we will see you next week. Hey, hey, you can find me anywhere the fuck I am, because I'm Shaq.